Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast, number 55 in an ongoing series of pop culture and TV, mainly TV reviews. I am Boyd Hilton and I'm joined by Stephanie Celan. You look really tanned, Boyd. Do I? Have you just it's caught just the, the tan today? It's the no, lighting. he's fake tanned. Have you been using that bronzer I'm again? never fake tanned. Um, it's genuinely the lighting. I mean, I did go out at lunchtime and well, walked in the sun for about... 10 minutes. It's, it's very enough. hot today. Yeah. It's very hot. Yeah. You are always tanned, as we know. I'm Stephanie. always tanned. Yeah. And we're joined as ever by our glorious colleague, Kay Ribeiro. Hello. Yeah. She is glorious. Hi. This week, we are looking, I'm calling it a comedy slash entertainment special. Isn't, isn't that what it always is? No. No. Because you should do, do like dra- dis- last year we dystopia. Did dystopian dramas. Or depressing dramas. Okay. We're getting some lols. How in. quickly we forget, Steph. How mm. many dystopian yeah. dramas? How many quite heavyweight dramas we've done in the last, we have done frankly, a lot. year? Yeah. Um, this week, it's all light and frothy and funny. It is. So it's light quite relief. A, it's, it's a, it's a, I'm calling it a, a gear shift. It's a sunny special. It's a su- Thank you. It's a sunny special. And you know what? You're lucky because if I had my way and mm-hmm. Netflix hadn't embargoed it until the day after our podcast comes out, yeah. which is tomorrow, we could have done a genuine dystopian drama. No. What was it called? The Rain. It's a new Scandinavian Netflix no, 10 no, part that is set in, an, in the ultimate post-apocalyptic dystopian why world. do people keep doing these things? No because people like it. People that are interested have, in it. Everyone except you special. likes it. It's too much of a good thing. Let's let's just well, this, this let's keep thing an open mind. Maybe maybe I'll insist that we review it next week. Oh, I'm out. Okay. Oh, you join the anti dystopia. She's always yeah, been I've VAD. always been part of it. Yeah, she's she's a founder I, member of I, VAD. I, I, Viewers against dystopia. Yeah, I've been more open minded. Yeah, but I am I'm, I'm not a big fan. God. Well, anyway, this week we're not doing dystopian drama unless no, you think good. the idea of Mary Berry <laughs> hosting oh. a cookery, new cookery competition. No, she's the head, the head judge. It's hosted by the great Claudia Winkleman. Oh. It's basically trying to be the new Bake Off. Let's face it. Mm. It's the BBC One's Hope Against Hope. They can draw a massive audience that watched a Bake Off for all those years on BBC One. It's called Britain's Best Home Cook. Mm. And it starts next Thursday. We're also doing a double bill of half-hour comedies on Channel 4. Friday Night Dinner, yes. back for its fifth... Mm. Spoiler alert, Kay. Careful. Yes. I don't care. No one can stop me making this noise. Yes! Well, wow. I mean, that's ruined it for everyone. It's, well, you might as well just <laughs> um, switch off now. And High and Dry, which is the new comedy from um, the very talented Mark Wooden, who I don't know if you remember, but years ago in the noughties, created mm. a character called Shirley Ghostman, who is a hilarious spoof of like a medium psychic. We know one of those really camp psychics. Right. That, you know, obviously charlatan. Yeah. Um, he, he did this series called um, uh, With Shirley Ghostman and it was incredible. It was very funny. What about all the psychic listeners out there? You can't call them charlatans. They might really They would have predicted Boyd was going to say that. Yeah. Uh, Steph, good point. bring it on. If they if they want to claim, claim they're not a charlatan, then I'm, I'm fully prepared to go to let's court. Let's be very, them. let's... Let's Look, not get if into you're that. a psychic pog, we believe in you. Don't listen to Boyd. A PP. Yeah. Anyway, before we get to the meat, it is the time where Steph tells us what giddy delight she's been enjoying elsewhere in her world of culture this week. Okay, I'm just going to give you a small disclaimer. Everything that I've been watching to, watching to, watching, watching and to. listening to is about crime. Okay, so I don't want to hear it from you two. All right, I just don't want to hear it this week. All right, color me shocked. (laughs) (laughs) So before, but what I can say to you is none of this crime has dogs in. Okay, okay. So, but it is exclusively crime. Okay. Now I don't know about you guys, but I never actually watched the original True Detective. That's yes, not to of say, course, of course, I did. That's I not to say I didn't say at some points to certain people. Oh yeah, I've watched it. I hadn't because you know sometimes I have to do that just Lie. to say, Lie. Lie. Lie, Steph. Lie, yeah. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to watch True Detective, the original one with Matthew McConaughey mm. and Woody Harrelson, is it on Netflix? which is bear no. with. <laughs> it is available on Sky. Oh. Okay, so you can on watch Sky it on Box Sky. Sets. On Sky Box Sets, you can nice. watch it. Okay, so eight parts. It's about these two detectives who kind of have a strange relationship. It's got a weird timeline where they're being interviewed in the present, but they're talking about a, a previous case which looks like a ritual murder. Absolutely brilliant. I am on episode seven. It's fantastic. And all, all, how many series? 
there's two series. The second series had uh, Rachel McAdams and Colin Farrell in, but it was a completely different case. Yeah, the okay. second series was famously not um, very good, kind of not good, and everyone hated it pretty much. I didn't, I didn't hate it. It was, it was problematic to say the least. But the interesting thing about the so you were up to where did you say seven? Well, I mean, you have got the frankly quite mind-blowing finale to come and I'll be fascinated to know what you think of that yes. is it more mind-blowing than end of season two of Light of Duty um it's different in, in, in a different way yeah it's it's pretty out there I'm just saying I'm just warning you now. Think, no spoilers obviously I think I've guessed what it is going to be oh okay do not say it because I'm going to watch it at some point I'm not going to say okay it's so be guessing, I know it? that every week we have to mention Ordeal by Innocence but I have now watched the end of Ordeal by Innocence and I concur with both of you <laughs> oh, that it was ruddy bloody it's a triple agreement yeah. I couldn't believe how good it was and the twist is amazing and yeah if you yeah. haven't watched Ordeal by Innocence which is uh, BBC right yeah, yeah, it's on iPlayer now watch it on iPlayer do yourself a favour but I haven't looked up yet who the actual perpetrator of the crime was in the original books, which right. we're going to need to do after mm. this. Yeah, so sure. Google. Written by the pervert Sarah Phelps. Christmas Phelps, as we call her. Well, so she's Christmas Phelps because you call her that because the previous two Agatha Christie adaptations been were Christmas. fantastic. She did were on at Christmas. Yeah. Festive treats. This time it was delayed because they had to reshoot it. But she's now known as the pervert Sarah Phelps. because Why? Because one, someone complained, many, many Agatha right. Christie fans, they call themselves oh. Agatha Christie fans, I don't even know if they are. Have had a go at her for having effing and jeffing and sexual perversity and all, all of the all the characters are doing horrible nasty stuff as they often are in the actual Agatha Christie books. So people had and almost, one of these people called her a pervert on um, Twitter and it stuck. And I think they were quoted in the mail in an article in the mail. So now. <laughs> She refers to herself as the pervert. Oh, no, Sarah she Phelps. does. Oh, as long as she doesn't mind. Oh, yeah, no, she doesn't mind. She really finds it hilarious. She's Why? taking it on board. I think you should tell her that we call her Christmas Phelps and maybe she'll okay. take that one on. Well, I'll try and get her to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. Okay. Now, two new podcasts, death podcasts, okay? One literally brought to you by BBC World Service called Death in Ice Valley. Come on a journey with me to Norway in the seventies. Seventies, I think it's the seventies. Yeah, she, basically, a woman found in the woodlands. This has never been solved. This crime. She was burned to death, but there was no fire anywhere around near her. Okay, and is all it of her chemical burns? I can't look. I cannot give any spoilers because also I don't know. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion. So, oh, that would be good. Yeah. You're not taking this seriously. And no, I mean, that's a thing. Spon- that is an actual thing. No, but you said it with a smile. Sponty combo. Okay. That's the thing in the, in the, <laughs> that sounds rude. The, sorry. That it was a big thing rude. when I was I growing that. up. There were loads of stories of spontaneous combustion <laughs> when I was growing Sponty up. Combo. And um, then it kind of disappeared. But it, it was the thing, yeah. I How make many it people well, actually it spontaneously combusted? I don't know the numbers. I don't know the figures. Well, it is a thing. I promise you, it is a thing. It is yeah. thing. Yeah. We didn't make it up, yeah. obviously. Okay, well, she didn't. Okay. okay. But she did have her passport nearby and everything was scrubbed out of her passport and all of the labels were cut off her clothing. It was very mysterious. But She's very this unlucky. This is a huge crime in a way that's never been solved. So hopefully this en- endeavours to solve this crime. Okay? Now, it's What's called... The, sorry, what the, was that called? That it's podcast? called Death in Ice Valley. Right. It's all about the woman called... They, that's known as the Isdale woman. Okay? okay. okay. So it's like a joint venture between um, a Norwegian media company and the BBC. Uh, oh, the BBC. So, okay. I know. So it's like... So it hasn't, got, it hasn't got like an American uh, narrator kind of being very sincere and... Um, no. Do the voice. No. I can't do the voice like that. <laughs> no. On my next one, though, it <laughs> has. a terrible voice. No. That's a German voice. I think you can do the American yeah. voice where they start putting was, all those pauses. And Oh, yeah. I was thinking about you, actually, because yeah. I thought it would give you a good opportunity to do a Norwegian accent because it is very much like your, um, what's her name, Victoria's husband. Prince Albert. Prince Albert. Prince Albert. Prince Albert. He's German. He's, he's German. German. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's, oh, he's Austrian, even. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Anyway, German. listen to it. It'll be good for you to get that accent, I, I, I think. I will. I mean, if there's a cheap accent joke to be struck. And then lastly, you know, good old Marsha Clark. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. O. Your J. friend Simpson of O.J. Simpson. Mm. Yeah. So basically Marsha Clark, who famously um, prosecuted O.J. and lost, she has got a new show. Now, mm. on a podcast. My, well, my lovely pog friend who watches all the same things I do, Mira Jade, said to me, Marsha Clark's got a new show on the Crime and Investigation channel, which is Marsha Clark Investigates the First 48. Now, I haven't had a chance to watch that, but it's a podcast as well. Oh, and I brilliant. have had a chance to listen to that. Mm. Marsha Clark investigates the first 48. Get it where you get all your good podcasts. There's three on there where at the moment. Where you get this podcast. One of them is about Casey Anthony, which is an amazing uh, and Was horrendous... No, she wasn't in EastEnders. She's an American woman. <laughs> She's an American woman okay. who murdered her own child. But it's oh. a fascinating case and she got away with it. 
Oh. Yeah. Whoa. I know. Yeah, that's so, not Lil Mo. No. No, no, no. Oh, no. So Marsha Clark investigates, and she does do all the American, like the good right, American right, voices, right. but it's absolutely brilliant and fascinating. Marsha Clark's amazing. Yes, it's all murder. Yes, I'm saying it with an upbeat voice, but it's all worthwhile. The you end. can't beat a bit of Stephanie Sealand true crime. It's honestly it's so much good true crime at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Kay? Um, right. Not Have you Kay. not read anything lately? Because you usually bring a little I bit am, of a read. I am. I don't think it's a book that necessarily everyone's going to love. Tell us. No. Okay. Right. <laughs> no. It's a no from me. She's being a right one today. Right. Do you love trees? Oh. Do you love the Queen? Not as much as Judy. Do you know who really loves trees? Judy Dench. Do you remember we watched that show? I'm going to tell you who loves it more, Steph. No If one. you will. Okay. The Queen. No. The Queen of ruddy England. Yes, she Liz. does. Yep. Lizzie, she loves Liz. the trees. So does David Attenborough. It was the show The Queen's Green Planet ITV. Watched it this week. So that was last week for you listeners. It's on the uh, ITV player. Okay. Who knew so many people loves trees? The Queen loves trees. Obviously, she... <laughs> Why are you laughing? She does love trees. Why? Oh, she's mean, passionate about why, trees. Why she's passionate about wood. Why should be surprised that HRH loves a tree? Um, it's not the number. It's not the number one thing. I'd be I think more she surprised loves. if she hated trees. Who hates trees? That would trees. be news. But who hates but if trees? If I said to you, right, that's not the point I'm making. No, no, no. I'm asking you a question. Do you know anyone who hates not trees? Personally, Boyd hates trees. But if ITV goes out and makes a documentary about someone who hates trees, I'd be on board. Carry on. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> why do you hate trees with so one of my glib one-liners. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so she's got a project. It's called the Queen's Commonwealth Canopy, Ooh. where she hopes that she can encourage like the 50, 53 countries in the Commonwealth to protect areas of like forests, land, nature reserves. Why are you oh, stop smiling, at me, boys? Did you Just say, ignore did him. You say the Queen's Commonwealth Canopy, like like canopy, like you know those little things. Canopy, you know, <laughs> like a pineapple, a chunk of pineapple yes. and cheese. She, she's going to snack on a tree. Yeah, oh, that's what's, what's really good: cheese and pineapple, yes. like in a hedgehog yes. on a stick. Oh, that's a yes. great. I'd be on board for that documentary. Yeah. The Queen's favorite. Canopies, but not yeah. pineapple. I prefer oh, little um, gherkins. Yeah. Yeah. And I call them canapes. See, canapes. Yeah. yeah. See, you glad I interrupted that one. Yeah, Carry definitely. On. That was worth it. Anyway, um, back to the Queen and trees. She's um, <laughs> she's getting different Commonwealth countries to protect um, their forests so that you know for to protect it for the future generations. And so she, the bulk of this is her having a chat with David Attenborough around Buckingham Palace Gardens, oh. which is amazing because it's like eavesdropping into like two pensioners because they're both nonagenarians. Is that a word? Is now. Made it up. And they're just chatting about, it's so sweet. Like they're chatting about um, how she doesn't think that fighting with conkers is very, you know, now they're not allowed to do it because of health and safety and they're like almost Fair like enough. tutting at it. I've had many a conquer injury. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, she's not into that. She's yeah. like, really? Um, then she talks about like the helicopters are making noise in the background. She goes, oh, Donald Trump. probably, yeah, President sorry, Trump. Interrupted. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Did you just steal her line? Yeah. yeah. Why would you do that? Uh, sorry. Sorry. They should have called it Dave Again. and Liz's garden party. That would have been nice, wouldn't <laughs> you know it? You what? Funny, this is one of my final point before Kay kills us for interrupting her yeah. whole thing is that the original working title of this show was the queen's favorite trees it was trees was in the title then they ducked out they they, they chickened out of doing a tree-based title like of course that's the what we did you are like an expert with, on tree yes. titles then then they went with the bland queen's whatever it was now what was it called in the end the queen's green planet yeah i mean terrible using planet with day yeah but can i just say something right if they called it the queen's favorite trees you would just rip the piss out of it for about nine hours uh, yeah but we're much funnier much more entertaining wouldn't yeah funny it's not meant to be funny it's not a comedy trees trees aren't funny boys no they're not funny boys barking up the wrong tree all right that sounds how long was it Kay? it was an hour long stephanie right okay well that sounds very worthwhile watching because there's no adverts in the old bbc oh is it bbc no it's itv there are okay but it's really good and also you get to see (laughs) prince harry going to the caribbean and spreading the word there and angelina jolie's in it as well oh gratuitous i don't like angelina yeah what's jolie got to do with trees oh she she goes she goes (sighs) to namibia and she plants trees there because you know obviously one of her adopted children i think is from namibia so yeah well no she had shiloh in namibia oh Oh, okay that's a child with brad pitt uh yeah she loves and she flies a plane Oh, of course she the, does. Uh, while talking about the desert. Taking I, her off, she yeah. She flies away while I, growing a no, tree. No, I can't get on board. <laughs> Multitasking. Kay, Sorry, Kay. What else have you been watching, listening to, read to reading, or well, we know she's anything not reading. else? No, she was reading. She just doesn't think we're going to like okay. it. Ribbit. I've, I've been catching up. I've been falling into a hole of the bridge. As you know, I was trying mm. to catch up yeah. before we went to the um, season four opener because we went to the press screening, Boyd and I, which is we delightful. Did. And so I've been like just headlong into that. Can you just remind me, is the bridge the tunnel? 
Boy, do you take that? Yeah, well, I mean, or is it the, the bridge killing? is the original, the tunnel, yes. The bridge is the tunnel. What's the killing? The killing is the killing. The there killing, the killing is And then there was an American remake of the killing. But this the killing I mean, was the killing. Has there been a British remake of the killing? No. But the bridge, is, the bridge is the British tunnel, but in... No, the bridge is the original Scandinavian, the bridge. Yeah, but The in... tunnel was the British version yeah. of... The, the bridge and there was an American so back to my original well. back to my original this is question. the original is, is the bridge the tunnel yes it's the bridge yeah okay okay anyway we went to the yeah we went to the um, premiere of the first episode and it, it was a good, great Q&A wasn't there Kane it was a fantastic Q&A yes with the dude who what's his name uh, who wrote Hans Rosenfeld Hans Rosenfeld who called creator of Marcella Marcella mm. yeah he was he was very entertaining we're not allowed we, it was embargoed I think isn't it so mm. we're not allowed to say anything specific Oh, but they good form, they? But they, he was so entertaining, so funny. And also Sophia Helen. How did you say it? Helen? Yes, who plays Saga and also the... Sophia Helen. Tua Lintart. Oh, did you have any snacks? No, we no. didn't. No water? But we were given a very a, cute little a, miniature car that we've um, yeah. gifted to John Dan, who's also a massive bridge fan. It's her car that she um, drives in the bridge. So that was quite a nice little souvenir. Okay, so you've been deep diving into that. Anything else? No, that's it. Is that it? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Huh? Um, I have been uh, listening to podcast. Well, it's, it's uh, this is the latest of the Ricky Gervais oh. paid for audio books. Are out? How much, you're not going to pay. Are you getting a slice of this pie? Is he paying you this for this? This is like Sherlock Gate of last week. It is like Sherlock Gate. I don't always pick Sherlock. I have no pie. I have no. <laughs> I don't make any money. I have Ricky Gervais charging one ninety five quite rightly for a seven hour effectively. I thought it was six ninety nine. That's one ninety five per chunk, huge chunk of like four or five episodes of his brilliant radio show in America called Ricky Gervais's Deadly Serious. But what the thing I want to specifically mention is if anyone's watching um, Kunk on Britain at the moment, the hilarious, <gasps> funny. Philomena thing Kunk. On TV, I want to watch that. Philomena Kunk. Played by the absolutely brilliant Diane Morgan. It's the funniest thing on TV. It's her. So it's a, this is a double pick from me. So that is brilliant. Where she it's a spoof mm. of doofus historians who don't know anything. Right. She's a complete doofus, and she goes around Britain talking to real historians, real cultural critics, and it's brilliant. And she's a fantastic character. And she's played by Diane Morgan, and she is on the first episode of this Ricky Gervais um, podcast, which you buy as an audio book. Mm-hmm. And the two of them together, it's brilliant. It's just like, because she. Are they friends? They're becoming friends, I think. Like, it's the second time she's been on. And you wouldn't necessarily put them together, but um, that's the great joy of this particular show for, for, for me is that Ricky puts himself with other comedians who are really different to him. But it's brilliant. The two of them together, hilariously funny. So there's that. Um, I also went to, I went to see the screening of Humans, the new series of Humans, which, Ooh. like the bridge, is also embargoed for a bit because it'll be on in a couple of weeks' time. Are we going to review that? We will review definitely. Okay. Are you a Humans fan, Steph? No, no. I have no idea what it is. It's Humans. It's like um, Westworld. It's similar to Westworld in that it's about um, artificial intelligence and the synthetic humanoid. Oh, I remember things. now. Yeah. Oh, with the girl from the IT crowd. The girl from the IT I love crowd. her. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like it. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I but maybe I will like it if I watch more. Do you know what I just realised something? What? It's a dystopia. I know. Effectively of course it is. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. a stupid question to I know, ask. I know, I know. Of all people. It's like you don't even yeah. know me. But it's really good. And I thought particularly again, we can't say anything specific because it's um it's embargo, but it was really it's great and it's a really good show. And there's so much stuff at the moment about artificial 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 intelligence, artificial yeah, intelligence. Yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal intelligence. Um, and and yet it's different enough from Westworld, which is its big, you mm. know, massive, bigger budget rival, I guess. Yeah. Um, for it to be great, it's, it's it's more like specifically focused in on like you know one family and how they're affected by these synths robots. And what happens to these robots or Amazon. Yeah. So that's great coming up. And finally, I'm going to mention a book. So I <gasps> went to yes, Ooh, the book launch. What's of hotel? My good. Close personal friend, Simon Mayo of Radio 2 DJ and Five Live Wittertainment fame. Mm-hmm. And he's got a new book out called Mad Blood Stirring. And it's his first ever adult novel. So he's written novels for teenagers before, young adult Has he? books. Yeah. Mm, which have done that. very well. Yeah. Um, and for years and years, because if any, as, as some of our um, listeners on Twitter who get in touch, some of our people on the ground have, have noted in recent times, for many years I went on Radio 5 Live with Richard Bacon, but before that I went on with Simon Mayer for about five or six years and we reviewed books every week. We reviewed two books every week. 
Me and Simon oh, Mayer. I remember that. Yeah. We do a lot. Of reading. Reading. Yeah, John Morris. Had his nose in a book. Yeah, John Morris, who by the way writes the Philomena Kunk show. It's all connected. It's oh. all connected. And um, we review two books every single week. And Simon Mayo still has a book club now on Radio Two, and he's brilliantly into his books. And he's a great writer. But this is very exciting that he's written his first ever adult about? novel, Mad Blood Stirring, and it's based on a true situation in Dartmoor Prison in 1815 <gasps> after the 1812 war between Britain and America, which not many right, people even know right. about that war. You know, there was a war in 1812 between Britain No, and I didn't. There bloody well was. God. And lots of American prisoners ended up in Dartmoor Prison. No. And yeah, and it's all about that situation. Some of them were kind of black guys who were kind of, who fought in that war for America and it was just kind of after, you know, it was still in the, in the situation where America was riven by race, racial division. So it was this really weird situation where all these Americans ended up in Dartmoor of all places. Oh my god, I need to read this book. It's fascinating, and um, it's incredibly exciting. And he's and it, uh, it's just it's very exciting that I know Simon Mayer, who's now a brilliant writer. Can so you get you went your copy? To the, did you go to the book launch then? Did yes, you say? I went to the book launch, and now we've got copies of Mad Blood Story. Have you got one on your desk? Can I have it? Uh, I will have one on my desk. You can't have it because I'm still reading it. Uh, can you take a four day pause? No. Okay. No, I've got to take. Oh. It. I'm going to fly to San Francisco on Sunday, so I'm going to take it with me there on oh. a secret set visit. A secret mission. A secret mission. 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 A secret, secret mission. mission. When will you be able to tell us what it is? Um, the secret mission. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I'll find out. It's a set visit to a major television program. Oh, yeah. are you going to meet the stars? Yeah. <gasps> and the creators. Oh, yeah. of. See, I tried to trick you there. Coming. It's a secret. It nearly works. It's the second. All I'm going to say is it's the second series of a my, one of my favourite shows. Sherlock. Of recent years. <laughs> <laughs> It's not Sherlock. Doctor Who. You gigantic doofus. <laughs> no, it's not gigantic doofus. It's obvious doofus. Obvious doofus. Obvious doofus is my new favourite thing. Now, Kay, can mm-hmm. I just mention that? Now, I'm just going to give props to Kay because I feel like Kay started the groundswell of support for that show Keeping Faith, okay? Now, I just I now have the answer to a long-time question that I asked at least three times. Can Eve Miles now speak Welsh? Yes, I was the person who asked the question and now I'm going to answer it. So Eve Keeping Faith has now become hugely, hugely popular and she's do, she did a really good interview on Women's Hour on oh. the radio about it because obviously it's become this huge phenomenon. Bonus Welsh news. And she says she can speak Welsh now properly and the best thing about it is that when she's in supermarkets, she listens to people arguing all the time and she knows what they're saying. That Just I cleared that one up. Funny you should bring up um, that very show because, of course, um, we... It's a sensational we, show which you still can get on iPlayer. We sensationally... I sensationally got um, a tweet, a lovely tweet, only the other day from one of the writers of Keeping Faith mm-hmm. um, who is called... Um, Matthew Hall. Matthew Hall. He's MRH, MR Hall underscore books on Twitter. And he tweeted me, thanking me for mentioning Keeping Faith in the Heat magazine. Yeah. And, of course, I took enormous credit. I said, yes, it's entirely my own idea. I love Keeping Faith. I've been champion. No, I didn't. Good. I credited Kay. I said it was Kay who's been championing Keeping Faith, didn't I? You did. You didn't think I had it in me to give you that credit, did you? No, I didn't. No. But it was very good of you to do that. It was very nice. So, yeah. Good of you. How good is that? Good of me. Yeah. Let's give you all a pat on the back. Yeah. (laughs) Back pats are welcome. Pat in progress. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, concludes the early what we've been listening to, reading, watching this week section. What is it next? I think next is probably oh. the meat. No, it's not the meat. <laughs> you faked out. I like that. It's you did. How have we got up to ninety-six? Hold on a minute. Listen, it's time That's for the big question. reviews, news, reviews, news. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, regular listeners, we're on a mission to get a hundred reviews by the end of our birth month, April. Thanks for all the birthday tweets, guys. Love the cards. Um, And last week we were on... Now, let me just... Importantly, we always have to mention this. The reason why we're doing this, not only to like get up to a hundred because that would be a good thing. I mean, I've got to admit the actual drive behind this is basically to humiliate Boyd and get him to apologise to all you pogs out there who mm. said, he said it wasn't possible. He said you wouldn't vote in your numbers. He he scoffed. Yeah, he's maintained that it's not possible. Yeah, and he said if it, if it does happen, and he doesn't think it will, then he will apologise to you individually. He'll get in contact. He'll just t- text you and tweet and all that. And he'll also buy us a big fat cake. And he's now added that he's going to individually buy you all Pat Val cakes and get them sent to your homes. I mean, none of these things are true. Boy, Carry on. Carry do on. not call me a liar. Some of them are a little bit true. Carry on. Um, okay, so we last week we had 93 reviews, as mm-hmm. you will remember. And we're recording this on the 18th of April, I have to tell you, coming out on the 24th, which will leave us six days to reach our target. Okay? So last week was 93. It's, it's cutting it fine, isn't it? 
it is cutting it fine. I am, you know, a little bit nervous. Hold on a minute. So hold on. So we've got six days in total to mm-hmm. get. Okay. Well, we're, days find in September, we're about to find out, aren't we? Okay. Right. But at the end of April, so do we not get a few more days? Because if it's the 24th of... Oh, God, I don't know. Okay, right. I literally don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Okay. We now have 94 Ooh, reviews. Wait a this is oh This God. is really tight, guys, now. Listen, okay. I'm I'm never one to agree with Boyd, and I still don't. I'm still backing you, Pogs. It's creeping but up. It's creeping up very slowly, a bit too slowly for my liking. Is it just so one more review, then? It's one more okay. review, but listen... <laughs> No, it's a good review, and I'd like to thank all the ninety other ninety three people who've actually taken the time to do this. So, the ninety fourth person is called the ninety fourth review, Doctor Claire. <gasps> oh, we go well, oh professional, a doctor. Listen, she's a she's a doctor. You like doctors like Doctor Who? Yeah. This is Doctor Claire. Yeah, like Sherlock. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Watson. Yeah, right. So Claire says. Like having a good yarn with your mates about all things TV, or in Steph's case, all things dog or crime themed, preferably both on Netflix. I love, and she's used the emoticon, she's very modern, uh, this podcast. Not one for leaving reviews, but I felt compelled in the vain hope I might get mentioned in reviews news. Though I have a nagging concern for what what will take place when the 100 goal has been reached. Don't like worry, we just, do you know what? We're just going to keep going. Listen, well, we, we won't do it on a weekly basis. I don't know if we will. We'll, we'll, have, do we'll, it on a, we'll do it on a monthly we'll basis. We'll have an editorial meeting about that. Staff meeting. Oh, thanks, Dr. Claire. Listen, Dr. Claire, thank you so much for being the 94th person to review us. Now, Pogs, listen to this. Please take it as a challenge. We're so grateful for all of the people that have reviewed us. But now we need you to really, really do this now because Boyd is starting to look a bit smug. Desperation creeping into case. It's not desperation. I'm trying to instill confidence in the Pogs to just do it. Mm. Um, We just need six more. Yeah, six more. I know it's possible. And we will only, like, I think we should only accept actual written reviews because otherwise, you know, one of us could just do star ratings. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's got to be a review. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And actually, just quick shout out to the people who voted on American iTunes because we have voted, reviewed, <laughs> voted for us. We are it's like us, yeah. We've won. <laughs> yeah. We've won the iTunes election. Hey, we might have done because we might have got more than yeah. Alec Baldwin for that UK How, episode. Have we got some? Mm. We've got some on American iTunes, though. But does that yeah. count? No, that doesn't count. Really? No, yeah, really. It's just UK iTunes. We're very grateful for the Americans, but it's our UK iTunes total. That concludes this week's <laughs> reviews news. Thank you very much, Kay, for that update. And now, it's the meat. Shall we begin with, talking of meat, oh, what a link. It sounds like, it sounds like oh, some kind of like Alan genius. Partridge DJ. Yeah. Aha. Thank you. Britain's Best Home Cook is the new cookery competition hosted by Claudia Winkleman in which the great Mary Berry is the head judge. She's joined by produce expert Chris Bavin. <laughs> I don't really know what produce expert is, no. but he is one. Top chef Dan Doherty. And this format, I'm going to explain the format, shall I? Shall, mm. Or do you want to explain the format? Go for it, I don't mind. Um, oh, I'll do um, it, this, go on. You go on. Okay. okay. Did you want to do it? No. Fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> really didn't want to. Presented by Claudia Winkleman, uh, Unmissable's favourite. We love her, don't we, here? Winner of the Unmissable's Award. Winner of the Award for Best Presenter. Owner of a Great Fringe. Owner of Great Eye Makeup. Everything about her we love. So 10 home cooks around the country, they all go and live in a house together. So a bit like Big Brother. And the idea of this is because they're going to take part in a cooking competition where one of them will be crowned the winner. And as well as living together, they have to compete. Basically, they have three challenges. The first one is where they have to... um, make an ultimate home favourite meal. So in this case, it was burgers for the first episode. And then whoever wins hence that... Hence the meat, hence the meat. Yeah, yeah. very well meaty. Yeah. Very, in some cases, very, very meaty. Yeah. Lamb and beef. Oh, oh no. no. Mm. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> very much a spoiler. Yeah, Dan's... Uh, Dan, Dan? Dan's John a, Dan. John Dan's aghast <laughs> yeah. the idea Too of much meat lamb, John Dan. beef crossover mm. burger. Um, and then whoever wins that gets to choose an um, uh, ingredient to be the key ingredient for the next challenge, which will be an improvised dish. And then the third round is basically a knockout round. So whoever is in the lower, like, four, then compete again, and then one of them gets thrown out of the competition. It could be any number. It's very freewheeling, isn't it, That is it, this a format? bit freewheeling, So, yeah. for example, in the first... Ra- so in the, in the burger meat uh, challenge, which mm. is the first one we see in the series... 
we're not, I'm not I was just about to spoil it, but whoever they decide, the judges independently decide on how many of them deserve to decide yeah. what the key ingredient is for the second round. It could be one, it could be four, it could be five, it could be nine out of ten. Yeah. And then in the second challenge, which is this one ingredient thing, by the way, they only choose out of two possible ingredients. I, I feel like it's misleading. Bit, yeah, it was to misleading. Say yes. You you guys choose can choose the ingredient. Because it feels like you can say yeah. I thought it was gonna be you say what that ingredient I agree. is. I agree, I but, it, well. but it isn't. No, it's not. And then However many they decide after those two tasks deserve to go through to the next week, they can decide however many. One yeah. to nine again, and one could be left, but no, it's all very freewheeling. I This is clearly, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, in the yeah. menu section of the of the uh, podcast, that the, clearly the BBC wants this to be um, the new Bake Off. And it is, for me, it's like Bake Off meets MasterChef yeah. meets Big Brother even. Yeah, Big brother Because they're all in the they same house. They live in house. a house, which they is a, a key house. difference. And they do like diary room style to mm-hmm. camera yep. kind of um, uh, little chats in which they explain how they're feeling and how they're going to approach the next task. Yeah. It's quite an interesting melange, yeah. isn't mm, it? Great yeah. word. Thank you. Sounds like blancmange. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. For me, the main joy of the whole yeah. show, yeah. you know I'm say Of course it, it is. Winkle. It's Winkle yeah. interacting yeah. With, with MB, yeah, mm-hmm. she's hugging them. Yeah, she's encouraging them. At one point, she says, "Which I've always thought about um, all of these shows when, like MasterChef, when John and and, and Greg is that was that what they called? Yeah, uh, sitting standing there, like looking over them as they're cooking. And in same in Bake Off, oh, oh, they, it's like when they putting them off, and she actually says in the middle of the show, "Am I putting you off your cooking?" And sometimes they so say, I, "Yeah, go so away, say, please yeah, don't watch me, don't leave me alone." So she's so brilliantly transparent and everything. She's just. Just behaving exactly she's how she real. would. She's mm. so real. She keep, thank you. She keeps it real that she is the main joy of the show. She, ab- do you know what I have to say? She absolutely is. But do you know what? Her and Mary Berry are a match made in heaven that should have come together a very long time ago. Mary per- Berry is Mary back, Perry. and she is resplendent. She looks, she looks great. She looks like she's had a bit of a rest. Oh, I just when I see Mary Berry, it just fills my heart with joy. Like she's just, she's so brilliant. Her. Incredible expertise. I feel. I feel like I've missed her. Actually, I was really happy to see her. But Claudia Winkleman. Oh, I. I totally agree with you. She completely makes it. Yeah. I actually have to say, I'm not even sure who the two other guys are. No, I don't. I didn't I need don't, them because no. when she when she says we're bringing out the judges, I was expecting to see three people I knew. But Mary Berry is very much at the helm, and then she's got these. Two you young have, guys. You have her at Maz Bez on her own. Yeah, I just wasn't Chris sure. And Dan, Dan, yeah, and, Chris. and I'm like sure Dan, you Dan. get to know them. But I just. It's all about Mary Berry and Claudia Winkle, but Claudia Winkleman's just, she just has a way with people that is, I don't know, she's so warm and it's perfect tone for this. And I think the success of it has been going to become, come from her interactions with people, as you said. Kay? I enjoyed it a lot. I don't see the point of them living together. That, I, I think, think it's an extra that you don't need. I agree. Totally with but you. But other than that, I think it's great. Well, but I'm I, a big C-dubs fan. Do you think, why do you think they've said C-W. to them... All right. Boys looking mystified. C-dubs. You're making your own people now. I mean, is he one of the judges? C-dubs. <laughs> Why do you think they've Produce made them live C-Bavs. together? Chris Bavin. What? Why do you think they've made them live together? Just um, for an extra... I think they've made them live together because they had a production meeting and someone went... It's totally that. Do you think it'd be good if they lived together? Mm. And someone else went, yeah, that's a brilliant no, idea. No, it's not even that. I think someone said, how can we make this a bit different? What's an extra yeah, layer yeah, we could add to it? Oh, I thought it was because they wanted to literally like have the hold of their home cooks, so we're going to put them in a home together... And that's going to like mm. hammer it home. This no, is a homey thing. I don't think so. Um, but um, I think it's because of that. And I think because one, I guess one of the great things about Bake Off is that on top of everything, you got to know the contestants quite well over the period of time. And so because it's felt quite kind of focused on the tent, doesn't everyone know mm. that they're all in the tent and it's all taking place in that quite enclosed environment and they're all interacting and bonding. And I guess they thought... It's just like a kitchen set. It's not so interesting. And it also separates it from MasterChef because it could be quite MasterChef-esque mm. if mm. there isn't that element. Yeah. Because MasterChef, essentially, they were cooking in a kitchen most of the time, except for where they go off to, like, Peru for yeah. a special episode. So, but I totally agree. I don't think it needs them to live it together. And I don't think it, I don't think it, and it almost feels slightly like... It's too forced. I think people, like me, glibly, in my review of this show, in, mm. in Heat, I say it, it's like Big Brother meets much. Mm. And I think everyone's going to kind of mention that. And it, it might be, it's a bit of a cheap thing to say, but... You're the ones that put them all together in a house. I think the so, problem yeah. for me with having them live in the house is then that you saw a tiny bit of this in this first episode. Yeah. I don't want those cooks to have any arguments or any like be, or like any snide comments about any of the other cooks because then I think that takes away from the niceness of the show. Like, was there, there was a little no, there? no, there was an argument. There was oh, just okay. a little bit of like a 
oh, I don't know why they thought that person right. was so oh, yeah. good. Oh, maybe, uh, and yeah. I and yeah. I and I don't think you want any of that. No, you don't want true. any like no. bitch, bitchiness and because bacon. Don't ba- really the whole thing go. About bacon is how nice it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I agree. <laughs> I don't think they delib- want them. I don't think they're trying to ferment conflict. Or no, that I don't. Think like actual big brother. That is my point, though. Yeah. I don't think they want to do that. But I think but, yeah. that's going to happen. Maybe. And they probably maybe. don't. Want yeah, that. they don't quite need intense, that. In yeah. quite They've done it, so they can call it the ultimate immersive cooking competition. Right. Yeah. Anyway, but, but bottom line is, I, I was. I, it's a very entertaining, enjoyable hour of, yeah. of quality television, isn't it? Yes, is it is. Line. Is it, it going to beat Bake Off though? Well, I don't think it'll beat Bake. I mean, it's not on. The, when you say beat, you mean will it get the kind of ratings that Bake Off was yeah. getting? I don't think it will. I think you know, of course, it's, you know. Now that's on moved to Channel Four. Before it moved to Channel Four, Bakerfield was getting 11, 12, 13 million. It was the biggest show on television. Mm. Um, by the time it went to BBC One, what did it get on Channel Four? Channel Four, it got eight, seven, eight, nine million. I mean, it did brilliantly for Channel Four. So, I mean, do you Channel think... Four's biggest show f- mm. ever, pretty much. Okay, so do you think the rest of those people are Mary Berry fans, and then they will come to this show? Because of Mary Berry. No, because I think um, it's not as simple as that. Because Berry's had other shows. She's had her home, her own cooking show on BBC. Oh, yeah, what in was the that meantime, called? Mary, Mary Berry's, Berry's Home or something. or other. Mm. Um, that was the official title. Mary Berry's something or yeah. other. Oh, I yeah. love Mary Berry Pithy. Yeah, so Pithy. much. Um, so I don't think, um, much as we love her, I don't think Berry's enough of a draw. I think it's all about how entertaining and tense and in a nice way the show is. And I don't feel, I don't think this somehow yet feels that it's going to be quite as impactful as Bake Off yet. I mean, I may do. I think we have to give it time, don't we? And we get, we'll get to know the contestants. Mm. But I had, I very much enjoyed it. And Claudia was fucking, needlessly swearing. Claudia was Ooh. effing brilliant. Boy, do we do feel yeah. strongly about effing that? Effing Jeffin, please. Jeffin. But it's true. She was effing brilliant. Effing brilliant. Four and a half stars from me. It's a four star from me. It's a four star from me. Do you know what? Bryn's Best Time Cook is on BBC One next Thursday, the 3rd of May, 8 o'clock. And the very next day, you can have a Friday night dinner. Whoa. Oh. Seamless. Oh, it's like I planned it. <laughs> Friday night dinner is back after a two-year absence from our television screens uh, for its fifth, count them, fifth five series. Robert Popper writes every single bloody Great episode. Name. Yeah. Great man. It stars, of course, Simon Bird off of The Inbetweeners mm-hmm. as Adam. Tom Rosenthal off of Plebs and a My Football podcast as Johnny. And um, they, every week they go and see their mum and dad, Tamsin Greg and Paul Ritter, for a Friday night dinner in the traditional Jewish s- Sabbath style. Mm. And um, in this very first episode, mum and dad get a hot tub. Adam <laughs> and Johnny are horrified by the idea yeah. of seeing their parents. No wonder. Yeah. Kind of canoodling. <laughs> I don't want to see tub. anyone in a hot tub. No, no one wants that. And you know how I feel about older people in doing know, doing yeah, this stuff. That came up. That was a, that was like a dystopia thing. In, yeah. um, what was oh. it in Come Home? Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. You didn't like older no. people having sex. No. Um, and then along comes their neighbour, their brilliantly eccentric, <gasps> weird, uh, perverse neighbour who wants them to look after his dog because he's got mm. played by Mark Keep because he's going off on a secret date um, with. A woman played by the brilliant Rosie Cavallero, who has yeah. the most demented laugh in the world. That's what happens. Now, I know for a fact, and I think listeners, eagle-eared listeners, is that a phrase? Yeah. Mm. Eagle-eared listeners, when we were discussing what we were going to review earlier on in the podcast, heard Kay yelping with delight mm. at the idea of Friday Night Dinner. So I know what Kay thinks yeah. pretty much, but I, don't, I have no idea whether really? Steph Seelan... Is a fan if she has any I, awareness? Of well, it or not. I have watched Friday Night Dinner from the start Whoa. when no one was watching it. Literally, like no, when just when it started, it How, wasn't a big okay. All right, on, you but you on. watch everything. Like I've watched religiously watched Friday Night Dinner. I absolutely love it because I am a huge fan of Tom Rosenthal. I think mm-hmm. he's very very funny. Um, yeah, I've always loved Friday Night Dinner. It always delivers. It's absolutely brilliant and. Sometimes with certain series, when they as they go on and on, what I think is really good about this comeback is it feels like they've taken two years out to just make sure they get it completely right. Because, you yeah. know, sometimes when things go on and they're kind of loved, they can sort of phone it in a bit. Do yes. it, and they haven't done that at all. No. This is brilliant. Obviously, this episode was perfect for me because it's all about Wilson the dog. So yes. it's yeah, all about dog. the dog. dog so based. I absolutely loved it. I think Tamsin Grigg is so... I mean, everyone in this is... So amazing, and for just a situational comedy, which is about absolutely nothing, they don't really they don't leave the house. Not yeah. even just situation. Yeah, yeah. it's situation. <laughs> what did I say? Situational comedy. Situation, situation comedy that where they literally are just in their dining room. Yeah. I read. I mean, I don't really recall ever seeing their the 
their back garden before ever no, in any series. Right. Yeah. Well, we sometimes see the shed, don't we? The shed, but you see the in yeah, the shed. Yeah, you see the in, so yeah, inside the shed. You don't see, you see like someone going to see the dad in the shed. That's what you what you see. Yeah, I've always had Friday night dinner. I've regularly watched it and I think this is back with a bang. Loved it. Kay. I hated it. <laughs> no, I, mean, I know that's not true because you watched it before I did. Then as I was watching it <laughs> next to her, she'd already seen it. She yeah. was laughing away and watching me watching it. She yeah, was so I know. It. And I didn't, the sound wasn't, I couldn't even hear it. You didn't hear it. I was watching it on my headphones. Right. Because it, as you say, there's, there's been so many series and you'd think that the, the quality would dip in some way, but it just hasn't. And each character is as fun, like that you can't pick almost a favourite Did you character. watch it from the start as well? Yes, yeah. I did. And it was, it was fantastic. And um, actually I do have a favourite character. Mark Heap is my, my absolute fave and everything that Jim does just cracks me up. So I'm going to give it, are we doing Star Racing? No, because no, we I've need to avoid things. To about, oh, okay, yeah. right. I, mean, I know okay, you'd like on. to move us on. I know it's no, a go move on. No, go on. but I haven't actually yet pronounced. I'm, I mean, I don't care how you think you're the biggest fan of Friday Night Dinner. I, I, I am the biggest fan of Friday Night Dinner. I visited the set. I visited the set. Okay. Well, Series one. You just because you didn't I hosted the Jewish Film Festival with right. Robert Popper. Where we, yeah. where we, yes, indeed, beat that. Yeah. At uh, Cinema in Hampstead. Yeah. With an audience of Jews. Can I just say the comedic twist at the end of this episode is so brilliantly done, I thought. Oh yes, it's yes, so well twist. done. Um, I love it. It's it's a proper old school sitcom yeah. in that no one ever grows or no. develops or learns of anything. Yeah. It's just the same people doing the same thing yeah. week in week out to fit their character, but in in a new way, a new sit, a new situation each mm. week. And you're right, situational, I think, <laughs> situational, um, like Seinfeld or Cheer. Yeah. Or it's, I think it's. I'm absolutely serious when I say I think it's up there. It's like a British, it's a very rare British show. Mm. And it's reaching its fifth season now, which is a rare thing in itself for a British sitcom, um, which has that thing of doing doing the same thing week out, week in, week out. Because unlike all those American shows, which are written by like nine, ten different writers, um, Robert Popper writes the whole thing himself. So it does take him two years, I think, to right. make sure he hones every episode. Yeah. And has it's a, worth it. All you totally need is the smallest it. little idea. So literally, this first episode is Hot Tub, what if the parents got a hot tub? What if neighbour Mark Keat needs them to look after his dog and he goes yeah. on a date? And that is enough yeah. to sustain half an hour of brilliantly funny It's so comedy. funny. And we know the characters so well now that they just have to just do their thing. Mm. And it's brilliantly funny. I, I absolutely love All it. the previous seasons are on um, 4AD, by all, the way. Yes, all the previous seasons. All four, isn't it called, I think, called now? Oh, all is four. it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think it's called all four. We had this discussion the other day. Yeah, but you know, I don't like to nitpick, but yeah, no. I think it's called all four. Did we? Sorry, I must have said um, I love it, yes. And so I am giving it, indeed, five stars. Mm, five Definitely stars. Definitely five stars. Oh, my God. It's Can't a rare. Can't get less than five stars. It's a rare agreeance. It's a rare agreeance of 15, 15 red stars. Wow. From um, the Amistables podcast. They'll be thrilled. They will be giddy with joy. <laughs> Friday Night Dinner is back on, indeed, Friday night, next Friday, the 4th of May, on Channel 4 at 10 o'clock. And straight afterwards is another, it's a brand new comedy. Hey, boy, don't leave us high and dry. Is it a great new comedy? Oh, Cheesy Link. Yeah. This could be a new feature, <laughs> Cheesy Link. Um, high and Dry is straight afterwards on Channel 4 at 10.35pm. It is, as I said before, created by Mark Wooten. Of um, Shirley Ghostman fame, Stephanie Seelan, I'm going to, in traditional style, leave you to explain what on earth this television programme is all about. Right. This is a funny fest is what this is. So at the beginning, there is a plane crash and an air steward and one of the passengers land in what can only be described as a heavenly tropical paradise. And it appears that these are the only two people on the island at the beginning. But as the half an hour progresses, you see that there are other passengers that have uh, also landed on the other side of the island and they all kind of converge together. Now, this completely... What should, how should I call him? He's not, he's just a flat, he's kind of flamboyant, isn't he? He's, a, <laughs> like yeah. he's definitely flamboyant. He's flamboyant air, air stewardess. Yeah. Air steward. Air stewardess. Air stewardess. Air steward. Um, he's kind of sort of in love with one of these passengers yes. that, that he's Douglas, who he's ended up on this island with. And obviously the most important thing is that they find food and water, but he doesn't do that. He sends the people off. They leave him to guard a fire. Um, he finds that there is a satellite phone that could rescue them in one of the cases. And I'm not going to say what happens with that, but <laughs> hilarity ensues. Did hilarity ensue for you, Kate, in this programme? Which is, I feel it's like a bit like Lost the Comedy, isn't it? That's it how is. I've, I've glibly described it in one of my reviews of this mm. programme in Pilot TV magazine out now in a good news agent <laughs> near you. 
Or online at pilottv.mag.com. How much does that cost? Is it £5 minus four a penny? 4 99 Yeah. four ninety nine. Okay. You can see 13 reasons why Creator Mark Wooten wants us to watch High and Dry in that magazine Ooh, as well. Ooh, okay. Oh, that's good. Yes. And before I carry on going on about Pilot TV magazine, I'm going to let Kay say what she thinks about this programme. I think you should. Um, oh. I didn't like it. Oh. I know. Uh-oh. Sorry. Uh, it, had, it had some amusing bits, but I didn't find it funny. And I think it's because, you know, I should have watched it the other way around. I maybe should have watched this first and then Friday Night Dinner, but I didn't really find it funny. Did you? I mean, it's... Mm, sorry, guys. I mean, it's an, it's an awkward silence. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to recover so from the fact that Kay basically didn't find it funny. Um, I found it very funny. I did too. I loved too. it from the start. I thought the... Um, I think Mark Wooden... Mark Wooden kind of specialises in, in a way in larger-than-life flamboyant, as you yeah. call them, characters. Um, and this is a brilliant one. You, we've all sit, met, haven't we? So this is Australian, yeah. big guy, very camp over the top and kind of demented in a kind of like almost sociopathic, self-absorbed yeah, way. Yeah, self-absorbed. He's yeah. kind of well-meaning, but only for himself. Only for himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. So these people, he's, he's the only official employee of the airline that's yeah. left among this group of survivors. And they were kind of looking to him for some kind of leadership. He's, he didn't give a flying shit. All no. he cares about is kind of manhandling this dude, played by Harry Peacock, who is, of course, Ray Purchase from the from um, Toast of London. Toast of London. Um and I just thought he's hilariously funny, um, brilliantly recognisable character, you know, kind of ratcheted mm. up to the max. And the cast is great. So Asim Chowdhury's in it from People Just Do Nothing, one of the best comedies of recent years. Uh, Vicky Pepperdine from the brilliant Getting On and Camping. Do you remember Camping? Julie Davis' oh, yeah. show on Sky. She specialises in like uptight, yeah, yeah. difficult people. And she's yeah, plays another she's, one of oh, those. She really she's does. brilliant at those. And um, I just thought it was hilariously funny at the start. I love the little bit. There's one bit where the guy comes back, realises that the steward is kind of in, wrapped around him and has been yeah, hugging yeah. him, shaking him out of the sea and he's kind of like enmeshed in the steward. <laughs> that was Harry a little bit amazing. very funny. And he's kind of wake up going, where am I, where am I? And he says, the last thing, I was watching Lion. Yeah, oh, that's up. so funny. And then there's a whole bit. little bit about yeah, Lion, the film, yeah. that they're watching on the play. And uh, Mark Wooden's character goes up, slags off Lion saying, I don't know why it won all those Oscars. Yeah. Um, it's very funny. Um, I love this stuff. It reminded me of Action Team. Yes. It's that kind of comedy. And yes. I find those kinds of things very, like Tom very Davis funny. Is, yeah, because it's silly. Yeah, it's it? silly. Big Tom Davis. It's Big Tom silly. Davis. And yeah, oh, I think it's a shame, Kay, you didn't watch this before you watched Friday Night Dinner because yeah. you love Friday Night Dinner yeah. so much. But um, yeah, I, I just, I, I think the main guy is, I just, because I, I found him so funny, the whole yeah. thing was hilarious yeah. for me. Yeah, it I is think really it's funny. brilliant. I've seen two episodes. And in the second episode, there's a, so there are quite a few, in the opening, it opens with this. Um, the plane crash, as you said. In the second episode, there are flashbacks to the plane uh, journey, and there's a real, there's some really funny stuff about how they kind of meet each other. And the dad of you know the, the American woman who's yeah. one of the survivors, her, we see her dad. Is she the like, religious one? No, yeah, yeah. she's the religious one. Her dad's this like fascist, homophobic, racist guy. Oh God, it's just funny, and I and I and I what I like about it is it's kind of you know there's a lot of dark, but apart from action team, as you said, mm. there's a lot of moody, dark, gentle comedies at the moment. Yeah. That's the fashion. This is literally sunny because it's set on a desert island, yeah. and, and on a paradise island. And it's just silly and funny and stupid and I thought it was great. Yeah. It's four and a half stars from me. It's three from me. It's four from me. High and Dry forms the second part of the new Friday night comedy double bill on Channel 4 from next Friday, the 4th of May. And it's on 10.35pm. All that leads us to discuss now is this week's question, question time. Now, I don't know if you two have actually looked at your menu, the printed out menu this week, mm -hmm. but I thought we'd do because we've got not only have we got Britain's Best Home Cook, mm -hmm. also got a show called Friday Night Dinner. Yeah. Both of those shows involve food and yeah. eating a lot. So the question is, what is your best food-based show or film of any kind? Anything oh, got food in of it? Of any kind? It could be anything. Because I know how you don't like to be. Kate doesn't like to be tied down. No, I don't oh. like to be tied down. Shackles. She, she has to have the freedom. So anything <laughs> at all that has any food in it whatsoever, which is pretty much anything ever. I mean, most shows have had food in them one time. Oh, I thought it was like a proper well, food-based restaurant. If you want to answer it that way, you it, can. I am going to. Good, good for you, GFY. Okay, shall I tell you what it is? Yes. I my favourite food-based show ever is Ready Steady oh, Cook. Love that it. is a classic. I, lo oh, I love green Sally peppers. Sean, Percy pepper. Red tomatoes, they used to get, for, the, for listeners who don't know what that is, you'd get a bag of ingredients, 
and you spit it out and then you just have to make something. And then at the end, they just hold up cards with other red peppers or green tomatoes. And I think that the counting system for who won was obviously flawed. But I absolutely love that show. Ainsley Harriet. And I don't know why they don't bring it back. I know. I was once invited to take part in Ready Stay Cook. Why Why did did you do do it? Um, I I think I was away. Yeah, I I was invited to take part in, in the very first, I must have mentioned this before on the podcast, first series of... Celebrity Bake Off, you know that. Remember that? <laughs> what? I remember that. Yes. Yes, no. I do. Know. The first series, have I not mentioned on the podcast? The no. first series of Celebrity Bake Off, right. before it became any kind of phenomenon, when it was on 8.30 on BBC Two for right. Tuesday night or whatever, and no yeah. one watched it. So the first Celebrity Bake Off was just like really up obscure people. Like, How are you and even baking? to the point of asking a journalist like me to go on the show. Yeah, but you're sort of And famous. I couldn't do that. So I couldn't do that. And I couldn't do um, Ready to Cook for some reason. I'm furious that you're not doing Ready to Cook. Uh, I know, you should have cancelled your plans for that. It, uh, that is but, ridiculous. Yeah. How are you at baking? Oh, terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I know to bake like one thing, like a brownie. I can just about break a brownie. That's why he's not going to bake us the cake. Yeah. He's going to go to Pat Val. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, how, good, how good are your brownies? Um, can be quite good. I've got quite good moist kind of like. Really? I find it so unusual that the one thing you can bake is brownies yeah boyd's brownies i want a batch of them ready steady cook okay from steph yeah Kay, what are you going for i'm going i'm being purist i'm going for rick stein's long weekends well, we'll chosen yeah. food programs. Good. i liked mm. his european sissy breaks because it was like travelogue and cooking show mm. together yeah that was where stein he kind of like hangs mm. out with the restaurateur doesn't he yeah he just Sometimes goes around in his little car and visits yeah. places yeah. cooks eats a lot yeah quite authentic yeah very authentic. I thought you were just going to choose a film that you liked where they went to dinner in it or something like that. That's what I thought she was going to no, do. I said you because I was giving yeah, you the freedom to Yeah, I know. Do that, you have didn't. to give no, her the freedom. I don't, yeah. I don't like to be predictable. <laughs> Never be predictable. No. Never. I'm going with, we're all, really, I'm going with the, the, the all-time classic TV Ma- cookery show. MasterChef. Yes. I like but it. I, no, you're right this week. It's yeah. not Sherlock last week. Yeah. It is MasterChef this yeah, week. Yeah, Please with I Lloyd am. Grossman. No. Oh, F, you're out. F. Grossman. <gasps> what? No, not, Saucy. I mean, <laughs> Lloyd was great, but <laughs> it's all about the this current format of MasterChef, created by, of course, Frank Rodham, who's a film director. Frankie, right. He created this format, current format of MasterChef um, with Greg and John. And I, I think it's the perfect format. It's brilliant. I love it. And it, go, the great, it goes on for, you know, like mo- classic MasterChef. Celebrity MasterChef, which is also great, and there's also MasterChef The Professionals, all three of those series, which go on for like months. Yeah. It's always I mean, on. Basically, it's always on. The whole year round, BBC have brilliantly managed to have some kind of MasterChef all year round. Mm. But for me, classic MasterChef, which has just finished recently, had some amazing people on it. And it's just, it's, it's just, love it. Catnip for See, me. when you say classic MasterChef, I, I'm, a, I'm with Kate. I think of the yellow, the blue, and the red mm. kitchen, and that is classic. And Lloyd Grossman. I, and Lloyd Grossman. Walking around. Um, no, it's much more exciting now. I'm sorry. Okay. It's just a much bigger thing now. Why do you hate Lloyd so much? I don't hate it him. It goes on for like seven hours yeah, each it's episode. Great. No, it goes on for an hour each episode. Or oh, sometimes half an hour. No, it doesn't no, go on for seven. It does go on for two hours, though. No, I know what, you, what you're alluding to is because of scheduling reasons, um, in the middle of this series, they had one episode that was two stuck together, basically. Yeah, that so was too to, much. All right, but you know, that's a rare occurrence. Okay. It's either an hour or even half an hour. Let's not get bogged down all in the right, whole right. one off. MasterChef situation. Anyway, I think it's time to wrap it all up. I'm off to San Francisco. You're on holiday tomorrow as well, Steph. Yeah, I'm going. Do you want to reveal where you're going? I'm going to track you down. A four day. (laughs) Yep. Please do track me down. I'm going on a four day mini break to Lanzarote. We may all be going away, but we'll be back next week. By hook or by crook. But hey, and we'll see whether they've got any more reviews. One more review. No, wait. No, we're talking the announcement. Six. We need six of you. Six. Wow. Six, 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 six. six. The devil. Oh, oh, oh! I don't know what that noise is. Calling me now to leave a review. <laughs> yeah, to leave a review. So, yeah, if you'd like to review, please do. <laughs> it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from me. <laughs>